We have to build that testimony in order to develop that swag, to develop that confidence, to develop that boldness that we can stand before some of the most dangerous, challenging situations and say, I'm willing to stand with Almighty God no matter what happens to me. If we want to find out who we are, we have to go to the source, the one that created us. And as we do that, he's going to begin to speak life into you and remind you who you are so that one day you're standing there and you're reminding God who he is, not because he needs reminding, but because you need proof to know that you've grown. Wayne McDill said, the measure of a Christian is not the measure of his virtue, his ministry, his moral life, his stewardship, or any of the other criteria we usually cite. Though all of these elements of character are important, the true measure of the Christian is his faith. You know, faith develops a testimony which builds confidence and produces boldness in all of us. That's the focus of my message today, and I hope it blesses you as much as it blessed me. So today I want to continue talking to you about C-Swag, and that's, you know, as Christians, we should be standing with Almighty God, shouldn't we? And I got to thinking about those bracelets, the WWJD bracelets, and they became such a big thing, but they were, that, that, that became cliche. But the reality is it really was a good strategy to deal with some of life's problems. What would Jesus do? And with everything in life, it kind of runs through circles. We did it, we used it for a while, and then we kind of got away from it. But the, the reality is we really should, uh, should not have gotten away from it. So that's kind of what I was thinking of with C-Swag. You know, I've had a bracelet on. I can look down and remind myself what I'm really supposed to do as a Christian. As a Christian, I'm supposed to stand with Almighty God. Let's kind of recap just a little bit about what we talked about uh, week before last. When you have swag, when you have Christian swag, when you're standing with Almighty God, you can be assured that others are going to take notice of you. You can also know that they're going to either elevate you as a result of that or they're going to treat you as a threat to them. As a Christian, you're going to be blessed by God. You're going to be protected by God. And as your enemy attacks you, you're going to experience increased blessings and your enemy is going to experience increased fear. That all comes with standing with Almighty God. That standing creates faith. Or you can talk about faith comes before standing with God. It's the chicken and the egg, right? Do you have to have faith before you can stand with God, or do you have to stand with God in order to have faith? It doesn't matter how you say it, you've got to have faith, amen? amen. And I want to tell you, in, with faith, one of the best quotes I've heard recently was by Wayne McDill. It's just an author. I was just reading it in one of the books we have. He said, the measure of a Christian is not the measure of his virtue, his ministry, his moral life, his stewardship, or any of the other criteria we usually cite. Though all of these elements of character are important, the true measure of the Christian is his faith. The true measure of a Christian is his faith. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, it says, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. I live by faith. We talked a little bit about David and Goliath, and we talked about the swagger that they both carried. One of them st stood with God, though. The other one did not. David stood with God, was thus victorious. Well, I also brought up Moses to you. And I got to looking at Moses' life and his experiences. And one of the most famous experiences is the burning bush. I think we've all heard of that if we grew up as kids. That was one of the stories that's been told. Moses 
came across a burning bush. That in and of itself should stand us in awe, just a burning bush that didn't actually get consumed up and then on top of that began talking to him. Exodus 3 tells us a lot about Moses. It tells us that God called Moses. It also tells us that Moses was not real confident in himself. And he didn't really have true faith in God at that time. And as I got to looking at that more and more, man, it really just spoke to me. At that time, Moses did not have swag. He did not have boldness. He did not have confidence. And I think it's because he did not have a testimony. How do you know that he didn't have these things? Because every other verse is him negotiating with God about whether or not he should really be the one sent to save the children of Israel, to deliver them out of the hand of Pharaoh. Every other verse is about how he's not worthy and how he's not capable. To the point it finally says God gets angry with him and tells him, fine, just take Aaron to be your mouthpiece. What's interesting to me is that he has this burning bush talking to him, and that's not enough. So then God walks him through certain preview miracles, if you will. We've heard of the ten plagues, but did you know that God actually gave Moses a preview of those plagues? He was talking to him again through the burning bush. Now, unless you've had some of the California cigarettes... Chances are pretty good you haven't seen a burning bush talking to you. So if you do, and you know you haven't been on those California cigarettes, then you might want to pay attention. And I would be reverentially afraid, but at the same time, I would listen and I would begin to trust what that voice is telling me. But Moses did not. He was concerned. It doesn't say that he doubted it was God. He didn't, he didn't say that he wasn't sure who it was. It just says he kept negotiating with God. Are you sure, God? Are you sure you want me to go? I don't think so. I don't know if I'm capable of doing this. Send my brother instead. Okay, just send him to talk for me. So he, he begins to give him a preview of miracles. I got to think about that in my own life. God really gave me a preview of stuff to do what? To build my testimony. And that's what God was doing at this point in time, was building Moses' testimony. He told him, he said, take that, that staff. He said, throw it on the ground. Well, we all know what happened if we've read the ten, uh, ten plagues that attacked Egypt, right? The first time he threw that staff down, it turned into a serpent. But did you know he already previewed that for Moses when he was at the burning bush? He said, throw that staff down. And this is how much faith Moses had. Let, let me say this again. He's in front of a burning bush that's not being consumed and is talking to him and he got scared when his staff turned into a snake and ran away. So you can accept this talking burning bush, but if your staff turns into a snake, that's where you draw the line. Okay. But you can see Moses' uh, faith building a little bit because Moses doesn't quit the conversation. He keeps coming back. God tells him to come back, reach down, grab that snake by the tail, and he does it. So that tells me that Moses is unsure of himself, but he does trust God. How many times has that happened to us in our lives? We're unsure of ourselves, but we've got to have that, that ability, that bravery to just go ahead and do what God's asking us to do. Sometimes that's what faith is, right? 
just stepping out in obedience, whether or not we know for sure we're going to be protected. But we trust the voice that's telling us to do something, therefore we should do it. And Moses did. And then God begins to show him three or four more. Okay? He goes through the first, I think, four plagues, and he does that with Moses so he can tell him, this is what you're going to do. You know, I remember back to when I was learning how to be faithful and to trust God. And one of the lessons that my, my dad and mom and grandfather kept teaching me was don't, don't overlook the little things. Matter of fact, they kept teaching me don't think of them as little things. For example, I've told you guys about losing keys. I don't even hesitate now. If I can't find my keys, although most of the time it's Tammy can't find her keys, or Tammy can't find my keys because she borrowed them, I don't even hesitate anymore. My first instinct now, now, is to ask God where those keys are. It took time for me to get to that point, though. And so I kept having lessons from my, uh, from my parents and from my grandparents in that specific area. Can't find my keys. Well, did you ask God? To the point I keep teaching my kids that. And a few months back, Eddie couldn't find his keys. And he called me up. And the first thing he said to me was, Dad, I can't find my keys. Yes, I've prayed about it, but I still can't find them. I said, okay, at least you prayed about it. Let's keep praying about it. Okay? God began to build my faith to the point that, as you all know, Tammy and I were blessed with a car. A car. We didn't just find keys. We found a car. But we were able to stand this time knowing God was going to take care of us. In the past, we've been unsure about things. But we took the leap of faith because we were Christians and we knew God had always been there. So we took the leap of faith. Now we're getting to the point where we know it's going to happen. We don't know exactly how. We don't know exactly when. But we know it's going to happen. We're beginning to build that confidence. We're beginning to build that boldness. We're beginning to build that swag all because of the testimony that God's been building inside of us. Moses had to build a testimony. All he had up to that point in time was a murder that he was scared of, right? But he must have had a relationship with God because he listened to him, listened to him when he was in the burning bush, listened to him as he went before Pharaoh, listened to him as they were in the desert. He had a relationship with God Almighty. He stood with God Almighty, and as a result, by the time you get to the end of Moses' life, you no longer see him questioning God or negotiating with God. As a matter of fact, one of the stories that I read in there, I think comes in, in chapter 32, he begins to talk with God, and God is angry because he's left them. He's gone up to the mountain. They're meeting at the top of the mountain, and the children of Israel just say, you know what, the old ways were better. Now, they've seen everything that God's done for them, but they go back to the old ways again. They begin to build idols. And God says to Moses, why don't I just wipe them out? Now, what strikes me as interesting about that story, at least on one level, is does God really need Moses' permission to wipe somebody out? Does God need our permission for anything? He doesn't. So then why would God be telling Moses and giving Moses the opportunity to, quote, unquote, change his mind? I believe it had more to do with showing the faith that Moses had been growing. 
And Moses said, no, please don't do that, God. And then you hear Moses remind God of who he is. Now, let me say that again. Do you think God needed a reminding of who he is? I don't either. So I don't think that had anything to do with what God was doing. I think it had everything to do with what Moses was doing and how he was growing. See, it started out with him saying, who should I tell them has sent me? To then saying, God, do you remember who you are? His faith had grown. The same thing happens to us. We have to build that testimony in order to develop that swag to develop that confidence, to develop that boldness that we can stand before some of the most dangerous, challenging situations and say, I'm willing to stand with Almighty God no matter what happens to me. Moses got a testimony. A testimony is a test. It means something. Confidence is knowing who you are. You need to know who you are. That comes by spending time with who knows you best. See, growing up, my dad would begin to shape, and my mom would begin to shape, and my grandparents would begin to shape, and my uncles and aunts would begin to shape who I believed I was. Thankfully, they did it through Christ and through Christian values. And so as I got older and I began to really understand who I was, it took hold, and I had that boldness. Some of us don't know who we are in Christ. And we need to go to the one that knows us the best. And as much as I love my parents and my grandparents and my aunts and uncles, they don't know me the best. They know me really well, but they don't know me the best. God Almighty knows us the best. If we want to find out who we are, we have to go to the source, the one that created us. And as we do that, he's going to begin to speak life into you and remind you who you are so that one day you're standing there and you're reminding God who he is, not because he needs reminding, but because you need proof to know that you've grown. So that others can see in you that you've grown. See, I thought that car was a blessing just to me and Tammy. I didn't realize that people were watching us and watching how we walked through that test and how we walked through that miracle and that blessing and that answer to prayer. But we had many people come up and tell us how much it blessed us, blessed them. I didn't even think about that. People are watching us to see how we react, how we respond. And God's not saying you have to respond perfectly every time. See, that's the thing. We're so afraid of making a mistake that sometimes we don't even step out and try anything because we're afraid people will judge us. And guess what? They're judging you no matter what. They are judging you no matter what. I'm going to remind you of this in just a minute as part of my altar call. But I hear people all the time, let me say it this way. Have you ever heard anybody say, man, I need some patience? And y'all giggled and snickered, right? Because you know what happens next. Everybody says what? Oh, don't pray for that. <laughs> Why not pray for that? What are they concerned with? They're concerned with the potential hardships they'll endure to learn that lesson, aren't they? If you don't go through something, though, you'll never grow into something. Let me say that again. If you don't go through something... You will never grow into something. 
God can't use you to your fullest maximum potential unless you build that testimony. And the only way you're going to build that testimony is to go through something. You should never say, don't pray for this or that. You should always want to go through it. You see, Moses developed his confidence by going through something. Moses kept going back to God. We've got to do the same thing. But the other is true as well. Notice Moses kept going back to the conversation with God. That tells me something else. Guess who never left the conversation? God never left the conversation. Why? He knew the potential in Moses. He knew what he had. He knew what he had made. Let me say that a different way. God knows your potential. He knows what he has in you. He knows what he's made. He knows who you are. He has great expectations for you because he knows you. What he needs you to do is to learn who you are through him. That's why you need to stand with Almighty God. Because if you're standing with anybody else, you're going to have failure beyond measure, coupled with disappointment and depression. But if you stand with Almighty God, that failure just becomes a test or becomes a part of your testimony that you later use to help somebody out, to help you grow closer to God. As I ride down the road, I like looking at the signs that the churches have. And probably the best one I've ever seen in my life is sign broken, come inside for message. I love that one. I love that one. The, one, the other one that I've seen that I like is no Jesus, no peace. We've seen that, right? N-O Jesus, N-O peace, right? But if you know Jesus, you can know peace. And I thought, wow, that's the same thing here. If you have no testimony, chances are pretty good you have no boldness. You have no confidence. You have no swag. But if you know your testimony, you know your boldness, you'll know confidence, and then you'll know swag. Again, it's that chicken and egg, though. You don't have to do all of that to get to, to stand with God Almighty, okay? You stand with Almighty God, and as a result, you begin to build these things. You begin to build that testimony. You begin to build your boldness. You begin to build your confidence. We're approaching so many situations in our life, and we're seeing it through fleshly perspectives. We're seeing these attacks that are on us every day through the people instead of the spirit behind it. We've got to begin to change our perspective and again look towards God for everything. I want you to walk out of here knowing who you are in Christ or at least being curious about who you are in Christ. Who does God say you are? See, you can say things against me, but I don't have to believe them. And I don't have to receive them. Revelations says uh, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, loving not their own lives even unto death. You overcome through your testimony. You build that confidence through your testimony. Begin to think in your life right now, what are some things that you know you've grown from, that you speak with authority you speak with confidence. And why do you speak with authority and confidence now? Because you've learned something. Because you've gone through something. And you know who you are in Christ Jesus. I appreciate God so much. I've 
I'm learning. You guys have been just phenomenal to me. You're continually encouraging me and lifting me up. You come up to me and tell me that you're praying for me, and I appreciate that, and I hope you'll still keep doing that. But it's a learning process. Standing up here, learning how to preach, is, is a process. Running my mouth is not hard. <laughs> Having a conversation with people is not hard. But learning how to go from one point to the next, preach, to inspire, to do what God wants you to do, is not always easy. But I can tell you that I'm gaining more confidence in it because I'm going through something. Whatever it is in your life that God's got you on a mission for, don't be afraid to step out there. Don't be afraid to try what God's asked you to do. Through that process, you're going to grow into what he has for you. You're going to grow into who he knows you are. You're going to grow that confidence and that boldness. Don't be afraid to step out there. I want to remind you what I said before. I told you I'd bring it back up at the altar call. People don't pray for things such as patience because they fear the hardships that they'll endure. But if you never go through something, you'll never grow into something. God wants you to grow into something today. You've been listening to Sunday Sermons from Southside Christian Fellowship Church, a place where you are loved, accepted, and received, a place of healing, a place of prayer, a place of hope. We invite you to join us this Sunday and every Sunday. For service times, location, and other information about the church, please visit our website at southsidechristianfellowship.net. Again, that's southsidechristianfellowship.net. As we wrap up today's message, we would like to once again thank you for listening. We would like to also have Papa Herman, an elder at Southside, to speak a Father's blessing over you. May the Lord bless and keep you, and He would cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you, that the Lord would lift up the light of His countenance upon you and give you His peace. And remember that the Lord's favor is with you all the time. Expect it. It is with you. It's manifesting itself to you. It will overtake you no matter where you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.